I had to get on to make this video because I, I just, I can't. I, I actually am so, like, legit really mad right now. Not just, though, you know, I'm kind of tilted, like, try to make it. No, I'm actually really pissed off right now. I'm not even kidding. So, like, if you don't like tilts, do not watch this video because, man, oh, man, it's more proof, right? Day three of the ladder challenge. I take Kyrie Irving over points and assist. Luka Doncic is suspended 20 minutes after I post. Luka technical rescinded. He's in. He's in. Oh, okay. Chalk the ladder. Yay. I take Marvin Bagley under seven and a half rebounds. He's going up against Giannis. Fully how with the Bucks team, right? There's blowout risk. There's potential foul trouble. You better believe Giannis and Drew get ruled out randomly. Game stays competitive. Hook from Bagley. Every play that I have so far in prize picks at the moment that did not get affected by random news has hit. Has, has hit. But I get screwed with, Luke, with Luca's technical. How does that, like, I didn't even know it was in consideration. And then, like, come on, man. Actually, come on. There's no one that runs worse. You think, oh, DK. Oh, DK. That is the most unlucky thing I've ever heard, right? Especially the latter when you're on day three. And the rescinded tech, like, actually cannot make that up, right? You cannot make that up. You're just thinking, okay, there's no possible way you ran into any more bad luck tonight, right? Wrong. Wrong. The Sharks, and, and I mean it when I say the sharpest players that play NBA Daily Fantasy Sports, the absolute Sharks, that stacked the Knicks because it was late news that Brunson was out and everyone was set with their lineups, right? They're going to stack the Bucks. They're going to play, you know, the value and they're going to play Jokic, you know, and that's how they're set with set in stone. They're, they don't want to adjust. So I, I do the you know, sharpest thing you can stack the Knicks. Absolutely smashing without Brunson. Massive blowout to punish me. But the Bucks. 15-point favorites against the Pistons? You better believe that game stays close. Everyone plays full minutes. But under-owned Knicks that were absolutely smashing Randall like 25 at the end of the first quarter. Barrett smashing. No way, right? I get punished with a massive blowout at low ownership. Why couldn't the Bucks game blow out? Why couldn't that happen? No way. It's a team that's way lower-owned. I get punished with a massive blowout. How about this? How did the Javon Carter fish at 80% ownership know that he would shoot six of seven from three? Almost 100% from downtown? Why not? Put it on the board. At way, way too high of ownership in tournaments, right? Way, way too high. How did you guys know? How did you know that he would not miss from three point? How? That's, I actually do want an answer to that. How did you know? If the Knicks game just doesn't turn into a massive blowout, I am on pace for a huge night. No one played TJ. Obviously, quickly went absolutely nuts. But Barrett and Randall are still on pace for good games. No fourth quarter minutes for them. Giga Chalk Middleton? Giga Chalk Javon Carter? There's never a doubt, right? They're out there the whole game. Why couldn't that game blow out? 
and the Knicks game stay competitive. I can't, why can't I run good once? No way. I get punished with a massive blowout for 4% RJ and 20% Randall in just the nut spot against the Rockets. I get punished with a massive blowout. It's actually unreal, man. I'm so mad. I am so, so mad. So we'll see. I don't know if I'll be able to cash. I mean, I'm just actually like really fired up and really bad right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The Kyrie ladder thing, man. Like, come on. You mean like a technical gets like, is that like you actually can't make that up, right? We, we've run into a lot of everything. It's like, how does that even happen? His technical gets rescinded, so he gets ruled in. Literally 15 minutes after I take Kyrie Irving over points plus assists. So, like I said, if you don't like the tilts, you shouldn't have watched this video. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, there definitely was, but I'm not remembering right now because I just can't think clearly because I'm so mad and so tilted. Ugh. Literally, the sharpest players to play DFS have the Knicks just get punished with a massive blowout. I just, oh. Mm. So again, injury last night, ejection last night, massive foul trouble last night. Now tonight, technical rescinded, random news we didn't have before, and a massive blowout for my uh, pivots at low ownership. Oh, all right, let's move on to this slate. So uh, before we do, we got to talk about prize picks really quick. They are the sponsor of the video. I'll have a prize picks video up tonight as well for tomorrow's games as long as there's plays on the board. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, it is a player prop site where you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and win up to 25x your money. Um, so you guys want to give it a try. You can use the code DKDFS. So what will that do? It'll give you 100% match up to $100. So basically you deposit $100 using my code, $300 to play with on the site. So take advantage of that. And if you're looking for premium content, you can check my Patreon linked down below. All right, so let's talk about the six-team slate. And uh, we'll start off with Boston. So Boston's a good matchup here, but um, definitely some blowout risk. Washington really shorthanded on the opposite side, and Boston's fully healthy. So my breakdown of this is, like, I have interest in Tatum. I have interest in Brown. I think factoring in price, I prefer Tatum at 10-4 to Brown at 9.9. Uh, but neither of these guys are must. Uh, the guards got a little bit of a price increase from last game when uh, Tatum was out. So White, Brogdon, Smart, not out of play, but just more like last piece in. Um, Horford feels priced right. Robert Williams a 4-6. I mean, he would probably be my favorite play if he sees like 20-plus minutes. Yes, he's probably my favorite play in the Celtics, but I don't really think I get to anyone else. Um, so Boston, relatively un uninteresting team at the moment. I guess things could change. For Washington, so we know Beal and Kuzma are out. We don't know the status of Morris and Gafford, so... If Morris is out, DeLon Wright should start. Now, if Gafford's out, I'm not sure what they would do. They could throw, like, Goodwin in the starting lineup and go a bit small and go, like, Wright, Goodwin, Kispert, Denny, Porzingis to the five. Or they could throw Dusty Taj Gibson in the starting lineup, um, have him play some minutes at the five. So I think those are the two options for um, Washington. I guess they technically could go Anthony Gill uh, and play him at the four, and maybe Porzingis at the five. So they have a few guys they could start if both Morris and Gafford are out. But 
We'll start with Porzingis, who I like his ceiling in tournaments just because he's really the only guy left on this team. It's not necessarily the best matchup, and there's massive blowout risk. But if you told me he for sure, if this game's stay competitive and you got mid-30s minutes for Porzingis, I definitely would have interest in him for tournaments. Danny Advia, kind of the same thing. Like his ceiling, he should play mid-30s minutes. Should be the number two offensively, but there is blowout risk. DeLon Wright, I think I'd only play him at this price point if there's no Morris. If Morris is in, I probably can't get to 5-4 right. If Morris is in and starts, I think he's reasonable at 4-8. Um, Kispert, I mean, he'll play pretty big minutes. He's just more independent. So, I mean, I guess he's not out of play, but I don't like the 5K price point. Gafford, if he plays, mm, he's fine, but don't love him. Again, if Gafford misses, they go a few different routes. Goodwin at 4-7. He kind of got a price increase, so I don't love that. And, I mean, you haven't seen Johnny Davis in the rotation. Um, he's been getting some minutes, been getting extended a bit because of blowout. He's awful, but... You want to take a dart in him and hope he hits the shots or hope the game blows out? Sure, be my guest. So that's Washington for you. Miami-Toronto, really unappealing game here. Uh, two good defenses, two teams that play slow, two almost fully healthy teams. You got Lowry status up in the air. Um, I assume he plays, but we'll see. There's nothing that stands out to me. I think Jimmy, Bam, and Hero are fine contrarian plays, but none of these guys are guys that I'm going to go out of my way to play. Um, sub 7k hero i guess would be my favorite but like his minutes have also been ticking down a little bit of late even in competitive games so that's not great um if lowry's out a small bump to guys like um gave vincent max Struess, but if lowry's in i don't really know if i get to any of the value i know like max Struess had like a career shooting game last game i'll let the fish chase that um love should play about 20 minutes it's fine i don't know there's there's really nothing here especially if lowry's in moving on to toronto to Awful matchup here for the Raptors. You do have Gary Trent Jr. Status up in there. He's questionable. He's missed the last few games. I assume he's getting close because he's been questionable the last few games. If Gary Trent Jr. is in, kind of the same thing. There's really nothing that I like. If Gary Trent Jr. is out, still don't know if there's anything. I mean, can you make the argument for Siakam and Van Fleet in an awful matchup? Sure. Like, these guys can have good games. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if 9K Van Fleet still won for, like, 50. But it's less likely, especially in a matchup like this. Siakam Pirtle. Minutes, you know, probably plays 30-ish. OG Barnes, field price right. I guess my boy Boucher, if there's no Gary Trent, would be viable in tournaments. He has seen 20-plus minutes off the bench the last three games, and he's actually a good point-per-minute guy. Sort of a little bit interested in him, but if Gary Trent Jr. is in, that makes Boucher a lot riskier. All right, Cleveland and Atlanta. So you got Coro questionable and Jared Allen questionable. This is pretty significant. If Jared Allen misses and a Coro misses, well, number one, I think you would probably get Lamar Stevens in the starting lineup and Mobley would shift to the five. And then with Okoro getting banged up last game, you did see Levert start the second half. So I guess it would be him um, that would they would start. So if both Allen and Okoro are out, I think they go Garland, Mitchell, Levert, Lamar Stevens, Mobley, and then run like Ruby off the bench, run Shetty off the bench, and maybe like a little bit of like Dusty Robert Lopez or something. So... That'd be my guess for the rotation. Both those guys are out. Um, as far as the top guys go, Mitchell, Garland, but a little bit of quiet, but a little bit quiet of late. They haven't dealt with a lot of blowouts, but I like the ceiling and Bulls. Bulls should play mid to high 30s minutes. Bulls playing huge minutes right now. There's no Jared Allen. He does look better. So I think he's playable either way, but he would look way better if he starts at the five. Levert, I think, is fine off the bench, but if he starts, um, I like him at 4 9. Um, Shetty, if both those guys are out, he would see a minutes bump. It would be viable at 3-6. Uh, Lamar Stevens would most likely start, like I said. Um, he would be a playable. Like I would think if he starts, he probably plays 20, 25 minutes. And then Rubio would see minutes off the bench. 
Um, he would probably play around 20. It would be viable too. So this team will look pretty appealing if Allen and Okoro both out. If Allen and Okoro both in, then it's mainly the top end guys. You know, the top four. I don't really know if I, would, if I could stomach Okoro. I mean, Rubio would still be playable. Levert would still be playable. But this team's going to look a lot more appealing if those two guys are out. For Atlanta, nothing really here either. Uh, awful matchup. I think Trey and Murray are viable contrarian spend-ups, but love either. I think Capello would probably be my favorite option. His minutes have been a bit more secure of late, 29, 30, and 29 minutes over the last three games. 41, 43, and 50 in a three of the last four. So he's like not a bad point-per-minute guy. I know it's not the best spot, but I think Capello would probably be my favorite option here. Everyone else is healthy, so like I don't think I'm going to get to like Collins or Hunter, Bogdanovich, or Bay. Again, the minutes have been ticking down on Okongu. They've been ticking up a bit on Capella. doesn't mean you can't get to Okongu. I just think that factoring in price, you know, they're relatively similar price. I, I would just I like the ceiling a bit more with Capella. So pretty unappealing team as well. Charlotte, Oklahoma City. Well, we've, we've had a few, a lot of unappealing teams we started uh, talking about with the first two games. That changes here with Charlotte. No Rozier, no Mark Williams. Gordon Hayward's doubtful. We don't know the status of Kelly Oubre. So, if Kelly Oubre's in, I think that they go with the starting lineup of Dennis Smith Jr., Svi Mikhailuk, Oubre, Washington, and either Richards or Kai Jones. Um, Charlotte basically said they're going to you know, bench one of these bigs and play the other two like down the stretch. So, like tomorrow, Mark Williams is resting. The next day, I think it's going to be Kai Jones. Uh, the next day, it'll probably, or the next day, it'll be Richards. So, they're just going to go to a rotation there. So, um, that would be my guess for the starting line. Now, if Ubre's out too, maybe it's JT Thor that starts. I guess they could go Bryce McGowan's too. They don't have a lot of bodies left if, if Ubre's out too. But as far as the top end guys goes, here's a tricky part with PJ Washington. I think he'll be super productive when he's on the court, but only played 31 minutes last game, no foul trouble. So the minutes were not great for Charlotte, even though they're relatively shorthanded. Same thing with Dennis Smith Jr. here, right? Only 28 minutes in a competitive game. So it's not ideal. Like you, you want, especially at these price points, you want these guys playing mid thirties minutes. Makai um, Luka four nine, you know, not the best point per minute guy, but he should play a good amount. I think he's fine. Um, he's going to look a little bit better if Ubre misses. Ubre himself, I would say, would probably be my favorite of the top end guys if he plays, as long as there's no limitation, which I don't think there will be. He only missed, I think, one game. So of the like Washington DSJ Ubre group, I think Ubre would be my favorite if he plays. I do like both bigs here with Richards and Kai Jones. They should split the center position 4-7 for Richards and the flat min price Kai Jones 3K with power forward eligibility. I think they're honestly the top plays for Charlotte, both the bigs. I like them quite a bit. Um, but I think you can make the argument for some of these guys off the bench, especially if this game blows out. Guys like Maladon, Bryce McGowns, um, they're playable. Boat Knight looks to be the, the last guy in the rotation, but... I could see him playing a little bit. But yeah, you got Maladon at 3-9. He's been seeing around 20 minutes the last few games. Uh, Bryce McGowan's been playing, you know, low 20s. They're playable options. JT Thor has actually been playing a little bit better of late. I don't think he's going to produce like that. But um, if there's no Ubre, then those guys look a little bit better too. All right. Oklahoma City. I, please play, man. Just please play, Shay. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to, right? Don't want to deal with the Thunder value. Just please play. Don't, I'm tired of it. I've lost infinite money to Thunder when they're missing guys, especially Shea. Mm, Shea's out, I'm going to play Josh Giddy. 15 minutes for Giddy. But when I finally fade after playing Giddy for like three straight slates without SGA, every single time, limited minutes, finally fade. 
massive triple double and a 50 bomb when I finally, finally fade. It's just like, again, I'm so tired of the Thunder, man. I'm so, so tired of them. I'm really hoping Shea plays. If Shea does play, I think he's a, a solid play at the top of 10K. I've been a little bit quiet of late, but this is a great matchup. Giddy, the guard Jalen Williams have both flash ceilings. And we've seen a couple of big games from Giddy of late, but also the floors. A bit lower when Shea's in. Giddy or the guard Jalen Williams is playing a ton. I think he's fine. Lou Dort should play 30 plus minutes, would be reasonable. You saw a big game from Isaiah Joe off the bench. This comes down to whether or not he makes his shots, right? If he makes his shots like last game, he can do that. If he misses his shots, well, you can do that because that's the thunder for you. And then I just don't know, man. Pokashevsky was a- active last game, but didn't play. I want to see if he'll be available for this game like for, and, and play the big Jalen Williams, Ben starting. He's the big I feel the best about. I just don't even know if I could do anyone else like Jerry or Sarich or Jang. Or, I just don't think so. Pokashevsky is available and for sure going to play. You can take a dart in him at that price. But I, I'm really hoping Shea plays. If Again, if Shea misses, then it's Giddy and, and the guard Jalen Williams that should run the show offensively. I would think they start Isaiah Joe and they go Giddy, Joe, Jay, uh, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams is the starting lineup. Um, and then, like... Yes, you could maybe consider like, I don't know. It's so disgusting. Like Aaron Wiggins or Trey Mann, maybe, if there's no Shea Gildas Alexander, but I really hope he does. That's, that's all I'm saying. Orlando and Memphis. Orlando, pretty easy to talk about. They're fully healthy. I think it's all a bunch of just like filler plays for me. I'm not going to go out of my way to prioritize any of these guys, but all the main guys I think are fine. Bancaro, Fultz, Carter, Franz. If the game's his competitive, probably one of those guys is a pretty good game, but there's just no standouts. Like, it's just kind of boring to talk about. Powell's 7-2, Fultz is 6-9, 6-7 for Carter, 6-4 for Franz. For what it's worth, Franz has been playing the best of late, but yeah, I think they're all just kind of reasonable options. Cole Anthony feels a little pricey with Suggs back, but he still should play 25 to 30 minutes, not out of play. Suggs himself played 24 minutes. I think he's a fair value play. The minutes ticked down a bit in Gary Harris last game, who's kind of sworn independent. You have been seeing Mo Wagner play the back of five last couple games. It's never a guarantee, but if you told me for sure he plays whatever minutes Juan Carter Jr. does not play, then I would like him a good amount for value. The issue is they could easily dust off Gogo Bataze and go a different route. We've seen that happen recently, so that would be the concern of targeting a guy like Mo Wagner. For Memphis, so John Morant's doubtful. So I think, you know, probably going to be the highest on player, one of the highest on plays at the slate, as he should be. It's going to be Tyus Jones. Should start, should play low to mid-30s minutes. Absolutely love him at this price point. That's too cheap. More usage for guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bain. Um, Triple J's been playing some back at five. Bain, been not amazing of late, but we have seen some big games from him when Jaws out. So I like quite a bit here from Memphis as long as games can stay competitive. You saw a solid game from Tillman last game too. I think a bit of an outlier, but he's reasonable. Dylan Brooks got massive foul trouble because I played him at no one ship lastly. Again, because no one runs worse. He's fine. Um, Luke Kennard, he's been playing really well off the bench. He has got extended a bit because of Brooks foul trouble, but... If you want to take a shot in him and hope he hits the shots, sure. I don't, I don't hate that. Aldama will will play some, uh, you know, backup five, backup four. He's reasonable three nine. So um, there's a good amount to like here for Memphis. I don't know if I get to anyone else. You might see a little bit of Roddy, a little bit of Conchar, but I probably won't go there. And finally, New Orleans, Golden State. Now, definitely one of the more appealing games on the slate, in my opinion. Um, I want to see what happens tonight with New Orleans. Make sure no one got injured or anything because the game's going on right now. But like the spot for them. I think Ingram and CJ, you know, they need to win games right now, so they should play high 30s minutes. I like both in an up-tempo game against Golden State. JV, if he continues to play his low to mid-30s minutes, I think it's still a bit underpriced. So I like the top three guys here from New Orleans quite a bit. 
Murphy, Herb Jones, they're just kind of filler plays. Herb Jones should play, I don't know, 25 to 30 minutes. Murphy had that one big game. Was it last game? Yeah, last game. And he can do that if he really knocks down his shots, but I don't think you can expect him to shoot 10 of 12 from three-point uh, land. Richardson, Najee Marshall, Larry Nance, these guys will round out their rotation. 4-1 for, for Jay Rich, most likely plays in a competitive game, probably high teens, low 20s minutes. Um, kind of same with Najee Marshall. They're fine values. And Larry Nance is playing the backup five, but his minutes have ticked down. Um, again, he doesn't look 100%. He said that he wasn't 100% like what was it, a week ago or so, and his minutes have just not been there. So that's the Pelicans. Finally, the Golden State Warriors. You got Draymond probable, Poole probable. Again, Wiggins is still out. Um, he might return by the end of the season. Hopefully he does. I, I hope everything's good with him. But top end guys, I like Steph Curry in tournaments at 9-6. We'll see if the ownership comes in on him. If he's going to be low owned on a six-game slate, then sign me up for that. If he's going to be relatively popular, it's like, yeah, I don't like him as much. So with Steph, it always kind of comes down to ownership. It comes down to, you know, if he's making a shot, he has a massive ceiling, but he can still hurt you if he kind of struggles with the shots. So I like Steph. We'll, we'll see about his ownership. Um, Clay Thompson, 6'6". Six, six, that does feel a little cheap. Again, he's up and down too. Kind of comes down to whether or not he makes his shots. Um, Draymond Green, probably your safest bet. He should play mid-30s minutes. He just stuffs the stat sheet. I like him. Pool coming off the bench, probably sees 25 to 30 minutes. He's fine for tournaments. He's played well last couple games. Um, Looney should start, should play close to 30 minutes. I think he's a fair play against a big New Orleans team with Jonas Valanciunas. Um, Kaminga's 4-3. Minutes have ticked down on him, 16 and 15 over the last couple games. DiVincenzo has been playing horrific of late, but still playing around 20 minutes. I think if he does play well, he could play a bit more. So you want to take a dart on an unknown DiVincenzo. I don't think it's the worst idea. You got Gary Payton, you got Jermichael Green, you got Anthony Lamb kind of rounding out this rotation. Um, none of these guys stand out to me. I don't really feel confident with any of them. Again, Green only played four minutes last game. So um, that is the Warriors, and that's going to do it for the video as well, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed us, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Like I said, I am on full, full tilt mode. So I hope you do enjoy the tilts. I know a lot of you guys do. And uh, keep an eye out for the prize picks video. Um, have a good night, and we'll see you in the next one.